Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. And it all comes down to this. Good morning and welcome along to our Sunday offering. IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, Lamborghini Super Trofeo and Michelin, IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge. That's what's on the menu today. And we can guarantee that that is a tasty lineup that will leave you at the end of the day, hopefully uh, feeling that you have had your fill of great sports car racing. America's National Park of Speed, Road America, is the venue for our main races this weekend. And we'll start before we get into full attack mode with a little warm-up. We've got the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship cars on the pit lane at the moment. The sun is just high enough over the top of the grandstand and the building, rather, that we are in, the main building, driver's left, that we have sunshine in the pit lane and we'll find Shea Adam there in just a few moments time settle back enjoy as we have a brilliant Sunday for you and it's live on IMSA radio and IMSA TV the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship on IMSA radio Jeremy Shaw and John Hindoff in the booth. Talk to Jeremy in a moment or two's time, but let's get out onto the pit lane here at Road America and say a very good morning to Shay Adam. Morning, Shay. Good morning, John, and good morning to most of our competitors because it is a very full pit lane this morning for morning warm-up. I've only noticed one car not here on the pit lane, not ready to take advantage, and I've walked down most of the pit lane. That would be the CrowdStrike Racing entry by APR. Now, that car on pole position... We are quite accustomed to seeing them skip morning warm-up, so read nothing into the Ben Hanley, George Kurtz, LMP2 machine, but everybody else is out here to play, at least on my end. Are you seeing the same from your end, John? Yeah, pretty much it. Um, there is no Corvette in the Corvette racing garage. The it's, number three. it's down here oh, in its you've box. Got that one. Oh, so what am I looking at here with the Corvette racing uh, awning? I have no idea. <laughs> oh no, I see. That's that's on the that's that's the transporter behind that I'm looking oh. at. That's just throwing me out. <laughs> Good morning, Jeremy Shaw. Jeremy Shaw, the voice of reason and of truth this morning. <laughs> morning, GS. How are you? Oh, very well indeed. Thank you very much. What a perfect, oh. perfect day. I mean, not a cloud in the sky, barely some sort of haze in the distance. Comfortable temperature. Smallest, lightest of breezes. I mean. It does not get any better than this, particularly at a wonderful venue such as Elkhart Lakes Road America. Just 
I'm so excited for today for the day ahead of us, John. As we're heading towards eight o'clock in the morning central time here, it's 68 Fahrenheit, which is a very pleasant 20 degrees Celsius in the air, about a degree or so more Celsius for the track, and that would put it around about 70, and. That's, I think that's pretty pretty sensible for this time of the morning. Keep it round about that. Thank you very much indeed. That'll do. It will warm up as the day goes on. And the clouds clearing yesterday afternoon to leave a beautiful evening. And uh, hello to everybody that we met down at uh, Camp Marty Keck last night. Thank you for your hospitality. And uh, hope you're going to have a good day today with all of you who have made the effort to come and join us here. Uh, Shea Adam uh, down in the pit lane. We've already got somebody raring to go this morning. We've got two cars sitting in the fast lane at the number 10 Konica Minolta Acura. That is Ricky Taylor behind the wheel. But ahead of him, the first car sitting in the fast lane, Chandler Hull in the 97 Turner Motorsport BMW. And guess what? Chandler was on sticker tires. So we might see some real speed out of that 97 Turner BMW first thing this morning. Yeah, uh, cars that uh, were out last out yesterday for qualifying, hence the warm-up this morning. It'll be. I'm. I'm actually not that surprised as we've got under a minute to the green flag, that we've got so many takers, uh, just to shake the cars down, make sure everything is uh, still functioning correctly before we go into the race, which is our first offering for you. The WeatherTech Sports Car Championship will uh, be up about a half an hour before the green flag with our Michelin countdown to green. Jeremy with the full field line up for you and of course our Porsche keys to the race that's all coming up live in sound and vision for the whole two hours and 40 minutes for those of you outside of the United States of America for those of you here uh, our colleagues at NBC uh, Sports are on its USA network I think this weekend uh, and also we'll have coverage for you if you're moving around here in North America on Sirius XM 207 for the main race. 20 minutes of free uh, morning warm-up, should I say, and we get a green flag from Tony on the start to stand, just off to my right, and everybody rolling out. Let's pick up some of the storylines then. Uh, story so far, Jeremy. Uh, lap records, times being set at the sharp end of the field by the new GTPs, despite being their first time here, despite this being their first year of competition, despite them still being developed, these cars are fast. They are fast indeed, John. Yes, indeed. The pole time yesterday, it was a thrilling qualifying session, uh, oh, mimicking the, uh, the FP2 earlier in the, in the day. Uh, oh, yeah, no, it was the day before, wasn't it? It was Friday, yeah. Uh, where there was, it was a mock qualifying there, and it, and it absolutely lived up to expectations yesterday afternoon because um, we saw some super fast lap times, as you say, well underneath last year's lap record. We've got a new track surface here, uh, but uh, yeah, these cars, are, as you say, still in a very early stage of their gestation period, so they're, they're still learning an awful lot about them. But a 147.730, that's almost exactly a full second faster than Dane Cameron's lap record, which was set way back in 2019, by the way. The pole last year uh, was a, a 48.9, so just a couple of tenths slower than that. So significantly faster than the old record. 
uh, faster also by a full second than the outright race lap record mm. here for sports cars, which was set back in 2008 in the multi-everything, including dollars and horsepower and super, super grippy tyres and everything else. Uh, Audi R10 TDI by Marco Werner. So, yeah, super fast lap times and... Um, and pretty close to, I mean, you know, the top six cars would cover by less than half a second, which is, you know, on a 107-second lap. That's close. Yeah. Uh, so what we were down at 147, did you yeah, say? Yeah, 147.7 was right. the fastest time. So just to put that the in. top two cars. You mentioned the Audi R10. If you go back a bit further into the old IMSA GTP days, Juan Manuel Fangio II did a 48.9 in the Eagle Mark III. That was back in 1992. Um, if you think of open wheel cars, um, Champ Car World Series, well, Sebastian Bourdais, a 44 yep. one round here in 2006 in the Lola B02 double O. Yep. Uh, we're not that many miles away from that. No, in, in a car that weighs basically twice as oh, much. Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Alex Inardi, by the way, for those of you, uh, and for the sake of um, full disclosure, Alex Inardi still has the outright lap record at a 41.874 in the Reynard 981 from 1998. Uh, slotting in between Alex and Sebastian Bordier, the uh, current DW12 IndyCar, Will Powers name from 2023. This year, reset that record with a 142.89. Yeah, that was uh, significantly faster than they had yes. been before. Yeah, again, taking advantage of this uh, major yeah. investment. Yeah, uh, what's interesting about, about, about that, I think, it, it, the IndyCar weekend was the first time that a, a major race meeting had held, been held on this new circuit. And what was interesting about that, the end of that weekend, I was here for that weekend, and at the end of it, there, were, there was, I mean, at the beginning of the weekend, the, the, the circuit was absolutely pristine. It, it was a brand new surface that had been, a f I mean, a few people had done a little bit of testing, perhaps, on, you know, there might have been a club thing perhaps, but nothing significant. It was it was sort of black uh, uh, colour all the way around the racetrack and perfectly uniform, etc, uh, etc. Et the end of that weekend, there were two grooves around, <laughs> like just as if you'd driven in through a snow. Yeah. Uh, with, uh, and uh, because, of course, on the IndyCar weekend, pretty much all the classes there, there were single-make classes. So they're all running the same speed. They're all running the, the optimum line. The optimum line was rubbered in nicely, but offline it was really slippery. But what's interesting about this weekend is for the first time here on this new surface, we've got multi-class racing and, and cars running at different speeds and, and making their speed in different ways. So there's a lot more lines having to be used. It's still slippery offline. Hey, it's a new, it's a new surface. That's going to that's be the case. But it's certainly... You're picking up a bit more rubber and, and it's getting racier. I spoke to several people yesterday and the track is certainly in much, it's much more driver friendly, let's say, than it was yeah. the day before when you, yeah. the slightest error the day before was going to put you probably in the wall because you're just carrying too much speed for what the grip, ha of grip level of that particular part of the racetrack has. Great runs as well throughout the field. This is the first time we've had all five classes in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship together for a wee while. GTD and GTD Pro. Uh, we've got a few GTD Bronze uh, as well, which fit into the GTD category as a, a subclass. 
uh, if you wish. And talking about uh, GT and GT, uh, GTDD and Pro, let's go down to Turner Motorsport. Robbie Foley uh, in the BMW camp this morning with Shea Adam. Robbie, it's not unusual for you to be doing double duty on a weekend, but double duty in the same day and driving the GT car first, that's a different experience. How have you prepared for today? Yeah, it's totally backwards. Uh, I think it's the first time, as you say, we've done this, which is uh, a different uh, different challenge, but all good. Uh, it's kind of cool to be a little bit more fresh for the GT race, I guess. Um, just going to be an opposite adjustment going back to the GT4 car, which honestly sometimes is a little bit more difficult because you have to bring yourself back from you know, going about 10 seconds a lap faster. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it. I think we have two strong cars today. Um, that doesn't look so good. Um, two strong cars today, so we'll see what we can do and, uh, yeah, hopefully bring home some good points. Our pole sitter has just gone off the track. That's the 31 Whalen Engineering Cadillac. It looks like there might be damage to the rear of that car. Alexander Sims behind the wheels. The red flag is out. I'll keep an eye on that. But just before we let you go, Robbie, I need to follow up on something because Robert McGinnis hinted at the fact that Turner might start doing breakfast tacos as a way to celebrate and prepare. Are you on board with that? I would be. I love breakfast food and I love tacos, so why not combine the two? Good luck today in both races. Thanks, sounds, it. sounds like a win-win. Alexander Sims, early running, just the end of his first lap out of the pits. I think second lap out of the pits has looped the car, coming out of turn 13 and made contact with the wall. Oops. Wiped off the rear end of that car fairly substantially. Looks like uh, he... now. So he lost it coming through turn 13 right. as he turned in and then the car flipped round backwards and hit the concrete barrier pretty hard. So coming out of Canada corner towards Billy Mitchell corner, turn 13 as he turns in. Oh, slapper. Big swapper on that car. Back end just gave up. And from that moment on, Alexander Sims was a passenger. It's moved the concrete blocks. Such was the force of the impact. Couldn't see that Alexander had done anything wrong there. And it didn't seem as though he was hustling uh, either. It's not as if he was really leaning on the car. It was just his second lap out of the pits. Um, actually, may have been his first lap out of the pits. Uh, looking at the split times. Now he's done one lap. Okay, so it so. was his second time around. I think so. But that was a horrible or, incident. Or he? he is it sitting... Says, it says one lap. Yeah. But there's only one sector time. Yes, exactly. Sector two. Uh, it wouldn't be a sector one time. That's, that's kind of uh, weird. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, no, he has got through sector two. Oh, he has got through sector three. He has got sector three. So, yes. So, yeah. So... Alex out of the car and into the rapid Ouch. response AMR vehicle. And look, now, how long away is the race? Exactly Yikes. what I was going to say, Jeremy. On a normal on a normal race day, we would have perhaps three or four hours yeah. for the wheel and engineering guys to get that car back in ship shape. There's rear uh, left rear Jeez. suspension damage as well as bodywork damage. Adam is down in the pit lane. Well, John, one of the stats I was saving for our Michelin countdown to green, the last three years, the race has been won by the pole sitter. Now we've got a situation where the championship leader might not even make the race. This is big news. Nothing good happens in morning warm-up. How many people have said that to us 
in the past, often with uh, a few expletives uh, in, uh, intertwined uh, with that sentiment. Uh, Hugh Chamberlain and Martin Short, um, many times down through the years. I always used to like uh, the venerable Dan Binks, long-time crew chief for Corvette Racing. Going out this morning for uh, morning warm-up, Dan? No, why not? We don't need to learn how to fix stuff, is what Dan always used to say. That stuck with me, <laughs> absolutely. That's from a very long time ago. Um, he might not have said stuff, in fairness, but uh, <laughs> it's very early in the morning and it's a family audience. Uh, he uh, and, and you know, it is risk and reward. You want to make sure the cars are all right. Maybe scrub in a set of tyres for later on, just get a feel on how the track, particularly with the race, uh, only, uh, what, a, a couple of hours away, just how the track has uh, weathered overnight. And that was a very, very stout contact with the wall oh, there. Man, it was, and, and no tyres there protecting the wall either. It's, so it's not it was normally just, where people go off, Jeremy. That's it's not. No, normally go off at the exit of that corner. I mean, he just... As, the, as he turned into the corner, it looked like the car just sort of snapped sideways. He went to correct it and effectively overcorrected, and it just snapped, you know, just speared off to the right, spun around, and then impacted that wall backwards. I mean, it sort of skipped across the edge of a gravel trap, perhaps, but it's in the slow cutout, it isn't it? At all. It's in the cutout, really. He's, ju he's just on the. If he'd, if he'd been taking sure that, that cutout towards five. I'm sure he's that far up, to be honest. I don't uh, think he is. Do you, th do you think not? No. I think that I thought Maybe it, it is, was the uh, that's the sort of temporary barriers that are there this weekend. If he was going through the cutout towards the back of turn five, maybe there. But uh, it's gone in backwards hard. Uh, IMSA safety crew, our AMR safety crew, working hard to make sure that no further damage was done. They didn't bother trying to roll that onto the flatbed. That was craned onto the flatbed using the uh, permanent. Uh, hoist mounts on the top of the Cadillac and the wheel and engineering car. Well, having lost the rear clip, that's the least of the problems. The left rear shear is where you need to look because wow. that's suspension damage there and that rear corner will have to be changed and that could be, Jeremy, gearbox issues as well. But that's the point. I mean, the left rear corner isn't isn't good, but that if it's just the left rear corner, that's not a problem. That's just a bit uh, of time. What else has he done? That's the danger because there's an awful lot, of, awful, awful lot of stuff back there, as Dan would, say, uh, would not say. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, can, that, that has serious implications on, on how the car operates, i.e. gearbox. So big drama already. Uh, we've obviously had to red flag. The clock continues to run. We're coming down to seven minutes. We'll go green any second now. There is probably a line of 10, maybe a dozen cars ready to go out because they have not even had the chance really to do anything more than an installation lap. At the moment, seven minutes exactly to go as the green flag waves again. The whale and Cadillac already back into the back of the pit lane. We'll send uh, Shay down to their trailer to see just what happens when they take the bodywork off because that is the that is going to be the big question and that's something we'll follow up for you as well on Michelin Countdown to Green on IMSA Radio RS2. 
part of the Radio Show Limited network of audio and visual channels. And we have plenty of visuals for you. Hello to you back in the UK. Just after two o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. Thank you if you are joining us in... Uh, I'm, I was sorry to have to give the weather forecast to you earlier on today. I'm hearing from Kerry Cobb in London that it's a bit, been a bit cold and great and that August in the UK is the new November, apparently. Those of you in Central Europe are now further on, so just after three o'clock in the afternoon. Thank you for spending some time with us. Full coverage for those of you outside the US in sound and vision. Everybody gets the audio. You know the score on that one, RS2. 87.9 here and Sirius XM 207 for the race later on today. Well, that is not the wake-up call that the Whale and Engineering team needed or wanted. We'll follow that story up for you. And let's see what other dramas unfold in the next five and a half minutes. Paul sitting car in the wall. No, 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 we're, we're done with dramas, thank you very much. <laughs> we hope. So getting back up to speed now and everyone has gone out of the pit lane, as you might imagine. Long shadows still at this time of the morning through the beautiful greenery around here down towards Canada Corner for the BMW number 25. BMW picking up a bit of pace with their uh, GTP cars. It's Augusto Farfus and Conor de Filippi out in the 24 and 25 this morning. Porsche found a bit of pace yesterday with Nick Tandy's car at least. And that car up into second place on the grid. And just had a little off for one of the LMP2 cars. Porsches in tandem coming through the final corner, the Porsche GTP 963s. Sheer Adam has a flatbed truck with a rather bent and broken wheel and engineering Cadillac. I could see that the back wheel wasn't in the uh, in the right configuration, Shay. What what can you tell us from looking underneath that car now that it's uh, probably about your head height, actually? Well, I'll be able to look underneath it literally in just a moment because they have a crane already attached to it. They're going to lift it up off the back of the flatbed. The crane was waiting here for the flatbed to arrive. Very impressed with these track services and how quickly they're working to try and aid the Whalen Engineering crew to getting their car back out. The left rear sustained the blunt of the damage, although there is quite a bit back in the center of the car as well. So the main concern for them will have to be the hybrid components that's where they're based in the car uh, and it did trigger the warning light I did see that come on from the hit so that could have deactivated all of the hybrid components but there's a lot of carbon hanging around the suspension is slightly bent on the left rear it looks okay on the right rear they've now dangled the car in the air they're pulling the flatbed out from underneath it so the car is hanging about six feet up just kind of waiting to be gently placed back down on the ground but it will be put there and then rolled back into the garage and the Whalen engineering crew exactly as you'd expect they already have an entire new rear end to put on this car it's just a race against the clock where you see rear end Shay uh, is that uh, 
Is that transmission included in complete rear end? It looks like there is no transmission attached to it right now, but there is a new transmission it's sitting in the back of the garage. Yeah. It makes sense to to do that, uh, Jeremy. Right. If just you've got to time, yeah. You, you change you change as much as you have time to change is the is the sort of the, the general exception. If, if they have, they might have a full rear end built up, and it might actually be quicker to to slot one unit on. Yeah, that's 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 the thing. How much, how long does it take to do an entire rear end? I think you'd be struggling to do it in an hour and a half, which is about what they've got, isn't it? Mm, about that. Shit, what what can they change before they start taking penalties? I mean, that's probably not their well, worry at the moment because they just want to get the car on the grid. It's not necessarily about what they can change. It's the race against the clock, as I mentioned. They're going to miss making it out to false grid for sure, which means that they will then not start from the full position. They forfeit that, and by means of that, they also forfeit the 35 bonus points that they oh, accrued really? for taking the pole position. Yes. So if you miss false grid, you move to the back. Oh, they just put the car up on a, a rolling jack that popped out the rear end once they started to roll it forward on the uh, Kiwi tile. So that didn't work. Um, but it means that they not only lose those 35 points, they'll lose first place in the championship because that will now go to wow. the 10 Konica Minolta, or no, the 25 BMW. I think they were only separated by 10 points. So that will be more points for the BMW, no points for the Whalen Engineering crew. And uh, not a great start to the day as they continue to struggle to roll it in the garage. The, the second place car doesn't take over the points, though. They just lose the points that they had gained. No, no, they take over the points. They take over the really? grid position as well. Yeah, okay. which is really annoying because I just, I just, just updated all. Never my do it till after here. morning warm up, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Little mistake yeah, exactly by Tom right. Blomqvist down at turn number eight. There, the bottom of the hill just before you turn or as you turn left Tom just running a little bit long that was a bit of an action area yesterday we thought it might have been because the wind <laughs> direction had changed a wee bit and was blowing uh, down the track there but there's there's not a breath of wind uh, this morning really at all what was the action area the reaction area is all over the racetrack yesterday uh, that is the yeah, yeah, action yeah, area yeah, no, was the racetrack true, yesterday. True, true. yeah really hey as Shay was saying there was just 10 points difference between the top two contenders in GTP coming into this weekend uh, with the number 31 car ahead of the number 25. Also, the number 10 Acura was only uh, uh, 19 points behind the BMW. Well, after qualifying yesterday, uh, of course, points had been awarded provisionally, but they're now going to be changed. So with the, with the Durrani car putting that car on pole position, Condi Filippi qualified yesterday in the fifth position so that was a nine point that would have been a nine point swing in favor of the number 31 car but as Shay was alluding to there that'll go the other way around now uh, and um, it will put provisionally if if it says well yeah it's assuming they can't make it to onto the grid well let's not assume anything at this stage no and, and the Wayland guys the Cadillac racing Wayland guys uh, there is a fully built rear end sitting there with drive shafts with discs and hubs so it's a question of how quickly they can pull that off and replace it they're going to do the full rear end and i think that's eminently sensible but how long will it take how long will it take need to have the time lapse camera camera on there on in there at the moment share in the background there as well and uh, well, Chip Ganassi, uh, sorry, um, who was that in the background there, Ger uh, Ger Gary Nelson. Gary Nelson, yeah. thank you. Maybe he, maybe he'd have a chat with us. He's generally 
really good at that sort of thing. Shea, are you still there? Okay. Shea has gone back into the pit lane. Um, well, this is the drama. The chequered flag is out. And back end already off the ground. Yeah, so uh, the chequered flag is out on this session. Uh, fastest time uh, set on that last lap by Renga van der Zander. I think now, I think all of the cars have now taken the chequered flag. There was a late straggler. Who was that? One of the uh, GTD cars just went through. But uh, 151.748 for Renga van der Zander. Uh, just uh, less than half a tenth of a second ahead of Ricky Taylor in number 10. The late car was the Porsche of Kai van Berlo, who went through the number 91 yeah. car. The problem with all this, Jeremy, is you, you could get target uh, fixation on that rear end. There could be other things that are damaged on that car. So you've got to actually not just replace the rear end, but have a good look at everything on that car. Gary Nelson uh, in the pit box of Whalen Engineering. Um, pragmatic, I would say, is his... Uh, Alex, his regular demeanour is that yes. Yeah. I'm not sure about now. Alex Sims is back in the garage with his teammate people to Rani. Yeah, I mean, at this stage here, you're still assessing exactly what the damage is. We've got Shay at the garage, and we're just checking with uh, Cadillac to see if we can get a word with Gary. Uh, so forgive us for just staying with this for a moment, but this is big news. This is the pole sitting car. And actually, we've got a red flag after the chequered flag. So has someone either blown the chequered flag? Ah, we have a car off. It is the number eight. Uh, he's still uh, running around, sorry. It's Scott Andrews in the number 85 car. Uh, so forgive us for staying with this story, but this was the car that, by dint of getting 35 points for pole position... Uh, took the lead in the championship yesterday. Let's go down to Shea Adam, down in that garage area, as we just wait for the stragglers to come back in. What's the news, Shea? The news is that they don't know how long this is going to take, and they don't know the extent of the damage. So Gary Nelson asked if we could have a chat a little bit later on when perhaps they have a better handle on things. There's a lot of people in this garage doing a lot of very different things, but it is one well-oiled machine. That's what you get with Whalen Engineering Racing, and that's why they've won so many championships. True that, yeah, Shea. Exactly right. Thank well you, Shea, and thanks to Dave Lewandowski uh, from Cadillac for asking the question uh, for us. Once again, the uh, PR teams of the... Championship runners here in IMSA um, earning their corn and making sure that we get the stories as they happen. Thanks, Dave. Um, we'll, we'll pick up that story when we come back with the count down to green. Yeah. So, well, there's a story that we didn't want to be reporting for you. It is a Cadillac on top of the Times. Renga van der Zander in the 0-1 gold-fronted car, head of two Acuras, the 10 and the 60. Uh, and limited running this morning, Alexander Sims with a very bizarre-looking accident exiting turn 13 and the pole sitting car, and to that point, championship leader ends in the wall. There's lots of work to do and not a lot of time for the Whalen engineering, en uh, engineering team in their 
in their paddock area. Shea Adam will keep an eye on that. And Jeremy Shaw and I will be back with her with Michelin Countdown to Green. Live from Road America. America's National Park of Speed. IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship warm-up is over. The drama has started already this Sunday. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.